Welcome to the Power of Love show sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Power of Love show sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation. I am T.J. Jackson, and with me is my eldest brother, Taj Jackson. What's up, T? What is going on, Taj? It is Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. Yes, the year is flying by us. It's crazy how fast it's going. Uh, But we are live, of course, on Facebook and YouTube. And you also may be listening to us via podcast. Yes, the Power of Love show is available on all those great podcast platforms from Google to Spotify to Apple um, and so on. I will say this, Taj, I am not home. I am on the road again. Uh, This is why you get this background, but I'm excited for this show. We, as in you and myself, have already talked about how there was nothing so too exciting going on in our lives prior. Um, (laughs) I did go to Mexico, Cancun for the second time. Um, Strongly, What's that? How was it? It was fantastic. Uh, Taj, I I will say this. The first time I went to Mexico was about a year ago, Cancun, um, a year and a half ago. And my first thought was why I hadn't been there sooner. Uh, So I made good on that and went for a second time within 18 months and enjoyed it as well. It's very replenishing and relaxing and, and it's just really cool. So that was the highlight of my week. I know you said not much is going on. I know you are in often in Halloween parties. In Halloween party, I was about to say we have our Thriller Nights uh, Halloween event that is coming up in a couple weeks that we are very excited for. And Taj from the found out of the people from our foundation, Taj takes the lead on that. So this is a crazy time of uh, and bit hectic and busy time of Taj's life. So. Um, but Taj, before we get on to our, our great show, we have a wonderful guest lined up for today. We have a disclaimer to make sure we announce, and that is that we are not licensed therapists. We are just ordinary people who have experienced loss in our lives. We've been impacted by it and we have learned from it. And what we here at the power of love show like to do is to share our opinions in an attempt to help you, the viewer, the listener, um to get through whatever it is you are going through saying that if you need professional help we urge you to seek it and to find it please 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 do not just rely on us now for anyone watching and listening um we want to thank you all for your support not only from 2022 but even prior and one thing that's difficult about being a nonprofit uh, charity, uh, 5013C, am I saying that 5013C? Yes, 5013C organization. I know, it seems, I don't know. Yeah, um, three. What, one of the great things or the challenging thing is we, we rely on, on contributions and the help of others, whether it's volunteer, whether it's sharing and getting the word out or it's contributing. And one thing I want to say is that you can always contribute to DDJF through the website, www.ddjf.org. Um, but another way you could do it is, is simply by, um, what is it called? Stream chatting? 
chat super chatting i forgot what youtube calls it but it's basically when you can pay for a comment and then the proceeds we get as a foundation go to uh running our organization so again once again there are many board members on the board it's not just taj and myself and we all do it from the love and our hearts um, no one is paid and and that allows us to basically not only spread word but anything we get we can at least deploy for those in need so um, I mentioned all of that, Taj, because there's a couple of super chats I already want to highlight. And one is from Lala Chan, who did a $10 super chat. It says, afternoon, TJ and Taj sending love and support. Thank you so much, Lala um, Chan. We are chilling here on a wonderful Los Angeles, Southern California day. Um, so everything is going well. And thank you for the love and support. And then we also got one from Chris Nell, which is a very generous super chat. Chris Nell says, hello, TJ and Taj. This donation is dedicated to my grandmother, Jeanette Williams, who passed on October 6, 2008, remembering her laughter, smile, and amazing, all caps, amazing, baking skills. Thank you for all you do to help those who are and have been grieving. Chris, now I would love to know what uh, Grandma Jeanette's best dish was. So please comment with the best dish from Grandma Jeanette. Yeah. And I would love to be able to share that with the community later in the show. Um, Todd Jackson, I think that is it for the intro. Um, I think we are prepared and ready to, to welcome in our amazing guest. Is that Am I on with that? Am I right? Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. So on today's episode of the Power of Love show, we welcome special, special guest Christy Boyke. Christy lost her mom to cancer and turned grief into hope through Rudolph's Bluebird Houses. She's written a children's book about processing loss entitled Rise Up, Little Bluebirds. Rise Up Little Bluebirds is a sweet tale of grief and community told through the eyes of a bluebird family who are searching for ways to keep the memory of their dear grandma bluebird alive. Mm -hmm. When speaking of her book, Christy says, I hope that the message of hope in Rise Up Little Bluebirds will resonate with children and adults alike while delivering a compelling message in today's uncertain times that though we may be separated from the ones we care for, Love is the unending connection that binds us all. Here today to discuss her work, without much further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Christy Boyke. Christy! Hello! How are you doing? I'm doing okay. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Um, you are coming live to us from Minneapolis. Minneapolis, correct? Minnesota. Yeah. I'm you're Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I know. I'm, I know. You said it like I know. Three I know. You, <laughs> Taj, we've only been to Minnesota one time, or right back in the 90s, and that was we, Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I will say this, Chrissy, your state is one that I'm ready to go back to and revisit because I think it was one of those where we were just in and out for work and never sure. got to enjoy it. And I know you get... <laughs> All it the wonderful, happens. yeah. Go, go, go There's lots the to see and do, though. So you'll have to come back and visit. I'll show you around. 
I love to. What are we going to say, Taj? I said, go during the winter. Really tough it out. I want, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, Chrissy, I want to start with this. You lost your mom to cancer and channeled your grief into a project called Rudolph's Bluebird Houses. Can you tell us a little bit about what this project entails and what your motivation was with launching it? Sure. It, it was kind of by accident, I guess. After we lost my mom, my dad's a woodworker by trade, and he just couldn't be in the house with all the smells and the pictures and everything. And I think for me, the hardest part of losing my mom was watching my dad lose her because it was 35 years of every day for them. And, you know, it was it was just really difficult to bring the kids on the weekends and see him in the rear view crying, knowing he was going to be by himself. And so he out of just out of a need to keep his hands busy, went into the shop and started building bluebird houses for her just to have one last connection to her because she loved the little bluebird. And he built about 50 of them. And I had been asking how I could help, you know, and he he finally just said, if you could get some of these birdhouses out of the shop, that would be phenomenal for me. So I made a listing for them on Facebook Marketplace and it went viral overnight. We ended up on the Today Show and in People Magazine and it's run completely off of Facebook and my dad doesn't have Facebook. So <laughs> I turned into a bluebird manager and I started networking with the hundreds of people that were reaching out. We kind of just uncovered a craving of community through grief and it just kind of happened for us that way. And I think that it was her kind of working through me and using his woodworking talents and my networking abilities together to kind of create something that could be hopeful for other people that stood where we stood. Nice. And, and then most recently you wrote a children's book entitled Rise Up Little Bluebirds. Did you always want to be a children's author or were you moved to help children, especially for grief? <laughs> well, I've got four kids of my own and they age range is 18 to six. So it was it was quite difficult for me after we lost my mom to try and find something that kind of encapsulated a message of hope that could reach them in their various stages of life. And I also found books that contained euphemisms and inauthentic verbiage. And what I wanted was just a black and white way to explain how grief affects the family. So as my dad was building the birdhouses and we were connecting with different grief organizations and doing like workshops as he was building them, we were teaching other groups of people that had experienced loss, how to build them themselves and put them up in memorial of somebody. Or we started doing painting workshops and just the way that it grew, it was kind of like a background of mine. I, I have a early childhood degree and I just, I never anticipated writing really. I was kind of inspired by all the different messages we were receiving from people that were using the birdhouses. And I would kind of come up with different rhyming stanzas that hit my heart a little bit. And I started sharing them on my Facebook page just with my own friends and family. And it ended up being something that was funded. I, I never anticipated it being a book that would be released out into the public. I was writing it for my, my own children, but there's just such a need for something like this in grief. So I feel like that's kind of what drew me more to this project was just, it was a kind of a community gathered experience. Can, can you elaborate more, Christy, why a bluebird? 
What, what did it signify? <laughs> I'm curious. Very cool. Well, my mom loved the bluebird, and I think she just loved the vibe, the vibrancy, the color of them. And we didn't come to realize the meaning of the bluebird until after she passed. And it's it was from the hundreds of connections that we made, and at being on the different TV outlets, and being in front of so many people that had bluebirds as a, a special symbolization in their own family of you know, hope and love living on. And even the coloring of the bluebird, I was always looking at the blue and the vibrancy of the blue. That's what my mother loved. But mm. the blue on the back and the earth tone on the chest represents love transcending space and time. And it was something we learned as we kept going. And I think that's the beauty of sharing, you know, yeah. even grief, you know, everybody's so quick to share their their love and their joy and they're happy. But the sad is also something that we experienced that brought us closer together. And it made me feel closer to my mother, being able to share her love with other people and helping others experience grief in a different way. Yeah. I, I have a question to you real quick. Yeah. Um, Cause this is amazing to me in, in general, but <laughs> one of the things that kind of sparked my interest was just how, cause it was very similar for me when my mom passed, my dad had that connection with my mom. You know, they were childhood sweethearts at 14 years old and whatever. And just seeing him fall apart, I really, I didn't properly, I was more of a caretaker than a, a griever. And I was wondering, was that the same with you? Did you feel that as well, that you had to take care of your dad? Because Absolutely. Of That's a really good question. I feel like our hearts are very similar in that way. I, I felt like like I said, I, I think losing her for me, it was harder to watch him lose her. And I, yeah. I feel like I kind of put my grief aside for a little bit, knowing how devastated he was and seeing the pain in his eyes. I just, I couldn't handle it. it that was the hardest part for me. So I, it mm. took me a while. And I think that's why writing became something that was really therapeutic for me to be able yeah. to sit with my thoughts and mm. to process how this is changing my life, you know, showing my care for him and my love for him and having other people see that. Yep. It was just such an authentic way to process and to maneuver through it and to kind of just be authentic about how difficult it is and how there isn't a lot of support out there. And I, I did, I was reaching out for like grief supports and like the angel foundation and Gilda's club are cancer organizations that help families that have been touched by grief that I was reaching out to specifically to help my dad, to get him into programs for my dad. But what it did was they were wanting him to lead grief building bluebird house workshops so he was sharing his story with other people and i was facilitating those connections and it was just such a, a wonderful way to work through everything but that's exactly what happened i just i was using writing on my own after everything else had happened and it was more trying to help him work through his emotions did you write a lot before christy no <laughs> Mm. No, I hadn't. My my background is just early childhood. So I was an early childhood educator. But, you know, kids and the emotions and how difficult those those bigger emotions are, especially working through grief, that was something that I experienced with my own kids. So it became just a really big passion of mine after seeing such a craving for that within the Bluebird house, you know, the, the building of that and how that all escalated, it became really important to me to make that something that I could use to help other people because we were going through it ourselves. Yeah, it's great. Um, I, I just think it's really cool when we can use our grief and our suffering to, to get our emotions out as well as maybe help others. You know, my brothers and I were musicians, so we've done a song and, you know, even debt, maybe songs that weren't even directly 
related to our mother, we were able to get some expression out. And I just think that's a very powerful way, even if you're not a writer or an artist, um, it's something that if you're going through a loss, I would strongly encourage you to explore the the process. And then if you're enjoying it or, or you feel you're having something great, definitely share it with the world because you never know who you're going to touch and who you're going to impact with uh, with your art or with your work. So I commend you for doing that as a non-writer. It's really cool. Was that so, scary in any way? Was, or did you know that's oh, what you had sure. to do? Yeah, I mean, I didn't realize it was a talent of mine until I, I started doing it. You know, it was just rhyming as inspiration from all the messages we were receiving from people around the world that maybe didn't even know what a bluebird was, but they were so touched by our story and how we were coming together as a family to work through our emotions. And I, I shared a couple of the stanzas and it just kind of, I got hundreds of messages from people that were like, I would love to help you bring this out into the world. So that's what happened. So cool. <laughs> it was funded by the community we created with the Bluebird Houses. So uh, we've shown a, a picture of it for anyone who is listening by, via podcast. You're not going to see the cover, but for the Facebook and YouTube viewers, you're seeing the, the, the cover of the book, um, as well as the fact that you can order, at, order it at riseuplittlebluebirds.com. I do have a question for you, Christy. Who would you say is the audience for your book? Well, I wrote it initially to resonate with um, my kiddos. So it was it was kind of built more for kids. But as the pandemic hit and as the, the shootings and Uvalde, all the collective grief that we've been experiencing as a society, I feel like conversation starters and um, the normalization of the emotions that can arise through grief, it's, it really could resonate with children and adults alike. And I've been doing speaking engagements from assisted living facilities all the way down to preschools just because of that specific reason. There's just there's not a lot out there that unifies us in that way yeah. and that normalizes the emotions that are just such a universal experience that we're all going to be touched by. And I think my platform now is having those conversations earlier before you've been touched by grief. So you're, you're building up your toolbox and you know talking about everything and the emotions around it before it happens so that we're not so ill-prepared when it does happen yeah and, and what what i love too is it may be a children's book but it's it's like you said it's the basic emotions um and for me it's also not intimidating you know and right. um it, it's a it's a it's a light way to to explore difficult topics and um, and as you know, children's books aren't as long as aren't as much of a commitment in time uh, for people, because oftentimes we we feel we don't have that time availability to, to fit something like this in our schedule. So even if you're an adult, I think it's for you. You know, I really do. I, I don't know. Uh, Taj, were you going to say something else? I didn't want to cut you off. No, I mean, I, I always commend people that start. Um, mm -hmm jump into something that they are very passionate about in that way, especially if they know they're going to help other people. So this is just exciting for me to chat with you in terms of just the process of it all. And, and I'm sure the reward of you going, as you said, assistant living to all the way down to preschool, how many people you've talked to and how many people you've helped, it's, it's probably so rewarding for mm -hmm. you in that way. Does it help with, um, because I know with us, with music and stuff, when we're doing it and helping people, it I feel like it gives us purpose and our mom would be proud, quote unquote, in that way. Is it the same how you feel in that, that your mom is 
proud of you and all that. Absolutely. I, she was the epitome of love for us. She was the glue, the best of us, you know, and she just loved. That would be how I would explain her. She was just love. Yeah. And to be able to love other people and kind of continue on that legacy mm -hmm. of love and using an experience that was so difficult for us to maneuver to maybe help other people maneuver it a little bit better and knowing that there's a lifeline out there and there's a community of people that have been touched by it. And, you know, even if you haven't been tapping into that community and kind of gearing up for, for when it does happen and, and loading up your, your toolbox with the words and the expressions and the emotions and normalizing all of that for people is, I think that's really helpful. Two questions. What advice would you give to parents trying to explain loss and grief to their children? And then also, uh, at what age would you think it's appropriate to share your book with children? Well, that's great questions. <laughs> I feel like the preschools that I've done the speaking engagements at, they've been, you know, they've experienced the loss of a goldfish or the loss of a grandparent. Or, I don't think it's, there's ever too young of an experience to, to be sharing this. I, I think it's just such a natural aspect of life and we should be talking about it. It shouldn't be something that's taboo to explain even with younger children. And um, I just, I kind of feel like that's, where the whole experience for this book for for me was is just that there really isn't an age limit that you should we should be talking about it more openly it should be something that we share a little more freely <laughs> yeah right we we have a couple of questions from the community number one is from caitlin who says what does your dad think about the book you wrote he must be so proud <laughs> Yeah, I, I think he's pretty proud of it. I don't think either one of us anticipated this being what it was. You know, it, it was just such an authentic, you know, experience for us to build this community and the community we still look around and it, it's surreal to, to feel like you've inspired even one person, let alone people from coast to coast with something that came so naturally for us. He was a woodworker by trade and he just couldn't be in the house I mean, that's mm. really the bottom line he started building just to keep one last connection to her and he reached out to me because he and I were really all there was left of our family here and it just it was just an authentic way for us to grieve and then it continued to be an authentic way for us to keep coming together and he enlisted my children all four of them to help build the birdhouses and we all of them were were leading workshops. My little four-year-old was carrying bluebird houses to people's cars and he had the little drill gun and the, the goggles and he was helping lead the workshops. And I think it was just such a beautiful way to honor her and to show people, you know, it's okay to grieve and it's okay to talk about it. It's okay to be sad and it's okay to be happy. It's okay to share all those big emotions and just be authentically honest about how difficult it is, you know? Mm. Yeah. To lose a piece of your heart and to have to keep going forward with that. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things real quick. I'll get to the other question. Angie says, I think grief book can help children a lot, even adults. I know it would help me. Uh, I completely agree. Um, and Georgina says, Chrissy, is there an audio book also available? <laughs> I have been so new to this whole experience. I, I didn't know what it entailed to become an author. And let me tell you, it's incredibly hard. It mm -hmm. took me about two years to get it all situated and figured out. And it's actually really, really close to my heart because the, the bluebirds in the cover itself, it's me as the, the mother bluebird. Hey. <laughs> so 
me explaining lost to my four little bluebirds. And then on the inside, the the bluebird is my mom. I, I gave pictures to the illustrator of my mother and she made the bluebird look like my mom. So I, the tie-in, it, it was just really all from the heart and the message was just really authentic and how it all came together was just, it was really beautiful for me. <laughs> Georgina also says, TJ and Taj, I have a suggestion for your show. What if the guest read a few lines out of their book so we can feel it better what it's about? Much love always. You're doing a great job with your foundation. I wasn't going to put you on the spot, Christy, but when you reached out and grabbed the book, I, I guess I, I, I set just, myself up. Yeah, you, you set yourself up. So is it possible for you to read just a couple of lines from the book so people can get a better understanding and, and feel it better, as, as Georgina says? Yeah, I, I definitely had... You know, it was it was just really <laughs> heart wrenching for me to dive so deeply into mm -hmm. how painful grief was and how difficult it was to lose my mom. She was just 60 when she passed. She was actually my age when she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And then she went into remiss remission. And it wasn't until about 20 years later that we realized it had metastasized to a brain tumor. And that's what she ended up passing away from. Mm -hmm. So going that that deep into how hard it was to lose her when I had just had my fourth baby he was only three weeks old when we found out she was terminal so he kind of grew at the same rate she declined and it was just really really challenging to go yeah. through all those emotions so it's really close to my heart and writing these stanzas it was <laughs> sorry if I cry but this was the Aww. one that kind of hit me the most that everyone grieves differently and there are lots of good ways to cope helping those you love through sadness is what can give us hope. And I Beautiful. feel like that's kind of what happened with me and my dad is helping those you love through sadness was definitely what I've been called to do now. And I would have never gotten there if I hadn't lost her and, mm. you know, felt what it felt to see my dad with my, you know, the emotions and my, my mom and that love. So I'm happy with how things all <laughs> evolved, I guess. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I want to share a super chat from my life, my hurdles, and my survival, uh, aka Bami. Bami says, Hi, Miss Christie. I just wanted to say I love what you're doing. You're absolutely gorgeous, and you have that favorite kindergarten teacher vibe, which I love. It's <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. What a wonderful comment. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with her. You, you you're very you just exude love and, and compassion. So Thank I you. completely agree with you. You guys, too. I'm happy to be talking with you. This is just such a gift for people and for me. <laughs> very, very will, Go ahead, Taj. No, I was going to, um, you know, me with audiobooks. I would implore you to definitely look at it. <laughs> yeah, you do have such a great voice and such great passion about it. And I do believe that people hearing that in that will help them, too, as well. Um, I'm a reader, but I'm not. I, lately, I haven't been as much of a reader, but the audio aspect of it connects to me more than actually my reading of it. And so sure. I think that would be great as well, even if it was just both, like if someone had both the book and the audio. I haven't been able to read it yet without crying. And That's it was a self-published book. And I, I still I took ownership of the 2200 copies that I printed initially that were funded by the community and I still have yet to figure out what I want to do next. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind crazy. of a big endeavor. I haven't gone into distribution yet. I've just been going myself. Mm -hmm. I'm in 40 okay. different bookstores around Minnesota and then a bunch of gift shops, but I haven't really branched too far out from Minnesota yet. 
So that's kind of what I'm hoping to do with this is get a second print run and go into distribution and have it be something that maybe gets picked up by a bigger label that could yeah. kind of help cover the cost of it because it's really expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. It's amazing what you're doing, though, in, in general. And, and as you can see with the response you're getting, there's a need for your for your book Absolutely. and people are gravitating towards it. So that's, a, that's such a great positive sign in that way. Uh, again, I'm gonna just keep putting it up, but it's you can order the book at riseupliddlebluebirds.com. Um, I, I was going to ask, um, and you kind of answered. Well, you didn't answer, but you you suggested what uh, I was going to ask. Did you have any more plans to write more books to help fill the gap? But I do know, as a self-publishing author, even though I haven't done one yet, it's a lot of work. Just oh, yeah. just writing a book, and there's a lot of things that have to be done. So. I don't know. I mean, I'll let you can answer it, but I don't want to, you to feel like you're obligated to answer because I know there's a lot of work that involves with just one book. But yeah, well, I feel like I'm an ideas person, and I feel like I'm I'm very much involved in what we've done with as far as networking and the people we've met. And I actually partnered with a grief organization um, on the back of my book, uh, Brighter Days Grief Center, and she she owns and operates just a, a center that helps people and supports people through grief and she was the one that kind of inspired me to put this out there and so right after I, I published Rise Up Little Bluebirds I continued with the book about how grief continues in your life and how mm. it's something that you learn to live with and the emotions that continue for the rest of your life it's not something that goes away so yeah. keep going little bluebirds was the continuation of Rise Up Little Bluebirds. But That's beautiful. That's great. What what advice? I mean, you've given a lot already, but I I want to know: is there a specific advice you would give to someone who's struggling with grief at the at the moment? I feel like it it's unfortunately such a a topic that people feel like they have to deal with on their own, and mm. it, there's so many people that have been touched by loss, and I don't think there's anything wrong with reaching out for help and looking for that community, like asking and being authentic with how difficult it is because even now I mean I lost my mom about five years ago and it still feels like yesterday mm. I'm always going to miss her which I'm never going to move on from how difficult it was to lose a, such a big part of our lives yeah. and honoring the memory and just being honest about how hard it is to to lose her and that she's not with us anymore but she you can still like with the bluebird for us now every time you spot one it makes me feel like she's still with us and yeah. finding those things and being honest about it and sharing about it and talking about it, but finding people that can help you process the emotions so you don't feel like you're all alone because you're not. That's beautiful. Um, so I'm curious to know what's next for Miss Christie. Uh, and also what <laughs> legacy do you hope to leave in, uh, in the grief space? Oh boy, that's such a big question. I feel like this has all been so authentic, you know, in the way that it's progressed in my life. And it really has changed me to read the, the hundreds of messages that we've received from people that have been touched by what we're doing and the book and what it's meant to them and having people buy it just as a, a legacy for their own families. It's It's just not something that I ever dreamed would be, you know, I just started off trying to help my kids and I'm just so mm. thankful that it's making a difference. But, you know, as an ideas person and as I keep going forward with all of this, I just, I feel her moving through me. I feel the love with it. And I just, I, I want to share that with people. And I have, you know, rise up bluebird as a nonprofit and have it be a location where I can host my own workshops and I can have 
the books and a community gathering and as like the perch for a, a gathering space and a nest for a coffee shop or something where, where there's a location that people could come together at and share about their experiences with loss and grief and just adversity in life. That's great. Um, so, so Christy, what's the best way for people to connect with you? I have a Facebook page and an Instagram, the Rise Up Little Bluebirds for both. And you can buy the book on the website, riseuplittlebluebirds.com. Okay, so let me just throw the graphic up one more time. Um, Riseuplittlebluebirds.com is where you can order the book. And then once again, the Instagram and Facebook page, what were those handles? They're both Rise Up Little Bluebirds. Okay, perfect. At Rise Up Little Bluebirds. So everything is Rise Up Little Bluebirds. Um, well, I, on behalf of my brother and the foundation, Christy, we want to commend you for doing your thing and your part um, mm -hmm. in the grief world, in the grief space. Um, but before we let you go, we'd like to give our guest one final message to leave our community with. There's a couple of other things I'm going to read before we say goodbye, goodbye. But um, I, I do want to give you the floor for a minute or so even more if you need it, but just to talk, to share with our community, anything that is on your mind or anything you want to leave them with. <laughs> oh, also loaded questions. There's so much going on in the world right now. It's, it's crazy, but I, I feel like what's been heavier on my heart is with all the adversity and all the difficulties and all of the, the collective grief that we've been experiencing, it's just so important to reach out to communities and people and just share your love and your heart and be honest with your talents and try and do the most you can with that. You know, you're mm. here for such a short amount of time and yeah. doing the most you can and the best you can and loving people the best you can is all we can really do right now. <laughs> that is so well said. I love that. Uh, we got some hearts from Pamela and uh, Chloe. Um, and Carol says, I agree with you, Chris. It's so true. Uh, so sweet. Carrie says, thank you for a wonderful episode. You are such a lovely soul. And Adrian says, thank you for being here with us, Christy. Um, a couple other things I want to share is what Amber said. Amber says, every time I see bluebirds, I think of you in your book, Christy. Uh, that's Thanks, very, Amber. very sweet. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, a couple of things I want to mention. We went over people who've donated. I, I want to give a shout out to Georgina because she did hand, hand me some um, funds for the foundation and that has already been deposited. So I, I want to say this because Georgina says, I gave you something when I saw you in person because that was my way to contribute. So thank you, Georgina. And one more thing I want to say is remember Grandma Jeanette from Chris Nell, the, the super chat. Yeah. Uh, she responded with um, Grandma Jeanette's best dessert, in her opinion, and Chris Nell's opinion, was chocolate cake. Yum, <laughs> that sounds good. And I would have loved to have some from, from Grandma Jeanette. Um, Christy, anything else you want to share with our community before we say our goodbyes? I'm just thankful we, we had this time together. I was glad to meet you both. <laughs> uh, it was wonderful meeting you as well. I wish you the absolute best with the book. I hope more books come around and um, just, just know you are loved and, and we all appreciate you. Uh, Taj Jackson, anything else you want to say? No, I would say the same in, in that way. Um, it takes a special person to, to do things for others in that way that you know you're going to inspire them. And just keep going with that in that way. You've obviously 
inspired a lot of people and there's more to inspire as you know you said you're an idea person so yeah <laughs> the sky's the limit i would say for you oh, thank you wonderful uh i love it so many some people love this episode wonderful miss silent siren <laughs> said thank you so much i really needed this um and as pamela's gonna say hope everyone has a blessed day yeah. all right you guys we are gonna wrap up this episode we want to again thank you christy for joining us um, for everyone else, we will be back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Don't forget, everyone, the book is called <laughs> Rise Up Little Bluebirds, and you can order it at riseuplittlebluebirds.com. Yeah. All right, you guys, that is it for today's Power of Love show. We love you all. Please be safe, and adios, everyone.